What's going on, everyone? What's going on? Hey, World Wide Web. What's happening? <laughs> Basically, how are we all doing? So, hello to the whole series of tubes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh man, it's been a great, great week. Great week of Star Wars. You know, a lot more, a uh, lot more news we'll dive into. But um, yeah, welcome to this week's episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds here. Um, everybody's doing well. It looks like everybody has a smile on their face this week, so that's a positive. Um, but before we dive into this week, let's let our guy DP uh, let you guys know where to find us at. Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Your favorite website. You get all your favorite social media at um, Twitter, Facebook, and also on Instagram. Um, X, I should say. <laughs> yeah, it's now called X, but you know, at Nerdcyclopedia. Um, if you are um, listening to us on podcast, we are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you smash that subscribe button. Also hit that notification button so anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Um, if you're watching us on uh, Facebook, thank you as well. Make sure you join our Carbonite Bounty BS, the Star Wars group, where we talk about all things Star Wars. Um, leave us some feedback too. We love getting your feedback. Nurse at nursecopedia.com. Um, love getting your stuff and you know, having you tell us what you think. Yeah, well said, well said. And um, you know, I guess it's there's no better place to start than the eternal optimist, right? You know, we're <laughs> we have to lead with him. So uh without further ado, Ken, how was your even one finale? It, this was probably the best, let's say, season finale that I've seen in a while. Um, Stop it. They, no, I'm turning the show off. I'm done. No, no, no. <laughs> so we got everything we've been asking for. All along, you, know, you guys have been like, oh, they're not doing enough. We're not getting <laughs> enough answers. They're not. They're not giving us enough development. There's no story. Kaz is a moron. Blah, 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 blah. Guess what? Guess when I gave him credit. Guess what? It it all it all came down to these last four episodes. And, and we had a two-parter, which was pretty legit. And they didn't make a big stink. They didn't make a big scene about it. It wasn't like the end of part one, wait till part two. It just kind of <laughs> seamlessly, you know, melded same together. Same bad time, same bad channel. Yep. And and we got a nice, a nice closure. We got a lot of answers. We got a lot of questions. But I think we have we now know who the players are. We know who these people are. We know where they fit. Um the 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 astromech droids are totally playing a big role in this too, which I dig. I mean, that's a big Star Wars thing, like the robots. Um, the only so this this last vignette of episodes uh, just really smacked of my second favorite Star Wars story, Empire Strikes Back, because we had Doza, who was basically torn between two things he was torn between his 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 loyalty to his his ship we found out it's a ship not just a platform and he wanted to protect them and how is he going to do that and the first order was telling him well we'll help you so it's got a very lando element very bespin vibe to it because bespin was city in the clouds 
And we had a platform, which was a city in the water, but it could be in the cloud. So I think they were really calling out to the old school Star Wars story storytelling here. Uh, they gave us an environment that we, us old guys, could like dig and relate to. Um, so I really, I, I like that. Um, I like the fact that our Lando impersonator, Doza, really didn't, you know, he really, he really, he was in jail. I mean, this guy really lost, like, lost everything. But he came back, which was really nice. He came back. He took control of his facility again. Um, it really had a lot of high points for me. So, I mean, I really love the idea that now we understand where Kaz is sort of oriented in this whole thing. Because he saw his family wiped out, which was a driving element to Leia also. Because she saw her family just, you know, murdered by the, you know, the new empire, the new order, which they can't shoot at point blank range at a droid. I mean, come on. So now we're seeing where these characters are really getting their backstory and why they're in it to win it. And I think that's going to be a strong tale moving forward into season two. But I dug this. I didn't have really anything bad to say about any of this. The only critique I would say is the stormtroopers with the, the water uniform on, the swimmers. Why would you need to put that on over your stormtrooper uniform? That didn't make any sense to me. And I'm the kind of guy that's looking at tech. Like I'm looking at technology and how it's being used or abused. And I feel like that's a, that's a, I mean, what I wanted to see was this, the, the clone, not clone, but the kidnapped person in a swimsuit, you know, some sort of thing. No. The stormtroopers that were like the the aquatic stormtroopers, you didn't a see them? Issue. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Come on, don't put words in my mouth. What's wrong with you? But anyway, um, from, from a from a super fan point of view, I thought this really uh, this really hit all the marks, and I enjoyed every single second of this. I would watch this this these last eight episodes, the ones we did last week and the ones we did this week, and then Rogue One, and then I'm going to watch um, Empire Strikes Back, and then I think I'll watch uh, The Force Awakens with new vision because I see potential now. I see. I see where this could be going. So I'll hand it off to the next <laughs> character to see how they're going to bash the whole thing and like tear oh. me up and whatever. No, it's all good. I mean, I, I guess I'll go second. So, you know, I'll, get I'll him. Go. Um, get him. No, I'm not. I'm not going to bash Ken at all. I mean, he is a little more optimistic than I am of this. It was good. I, I like the ending. Um, it's gotten a lot better. Um, the cool thing is the show answered a lot of questions for what the show was doing. Um, but to me, the timeline of this is, I just think that they could have made the timeline a little different. Um, I don't think that they should have ran this coinciding with, um, you know, the force awakens. I was expecting this to be a little bit before that. So the fact that this scene coincided with the show, um, you know, I don't know. 
I guess that's me nitpicking maybe, as Ken would say, but ultimately it had a good ending, um, gave us a cliffhanger um, lead in the season two. So all in all, it was a good ending. Um, love the costumes. I still love, you know, the gold store super outfit is like, it's crazy, right? Whether he's a Fire. lieutenant admiral, it's, it's, yeah. So I really yeah. like that. Um, and, you know, other than that, you know, I look and say it's uh, good for a hard-headed ass Tam, right? You know, so hopefully, hopefully you get what, you know, what you wanted. So you made your decision. Now you got to live with it. But uh, yeah, Gold Armor always right, right? That's, you know, that's another, Ken, as we say, that's another Black Series helmet. So hopefully Hasbro, whoever makes these things, I don't know who makes them, but whoever makes these, please release the Gold Helmet as well. Um, oh, help me. My bank account just is like screaming in pain right now. Yeah. So whoever, yeah, whoever makes these, um, please release that. But yeah, we'll get into our elements in this. But all in all, I thought it was a good season, and I'm um, looking forward actually to season two because now I'm interested to know how this ties into a storyline that literally is going on. So obviously, we can't see Kylo Ren because he's on a planet, um, fighting Ray at this time with mm-hmm. Finn, who gets cut in the back or something, I believe. So, um, or is that is that the first one? Yeah, he gets stabbed in the back, does he? I don't what I don't know. I forget the ending, but um we'll have to rewatch. We'll have to rewatch, yes. Um but yeah, other than that, I guess I'll toss it to we'll go to Hitch this time and see. You know, Ooh. Hitch is making right. make so <clears throat> Hosen Prime or whatever is the planet that blows up here. And and I remember watching The Force Awakens, which made so much money. How much money did it make? This is how much money it made. I was going to say two. Two point two three billion dollars is ridiculous. That's and, a lot and of money. I, that's so much money. And I remember watching it, and there, and I remember that thing going off and being like, "I wonder what planet they're going to get." And then it was like the all these planets, but that but they were shot and like the shot was real weird. Like the planets were real close to each other, like they were moons or something. And they didn't really explain what planet they were blowing up. I was like, "Is that Coruscant?" Ah, it doesn't quite look like Coruscant. And it's this other planet. Uh, you know, Hosen Prime or whatever. I, I I don't know if I'm saying that right, but basically, it's yeah. this other planet they made up so they didn't have to blow up Coruscant. And I th- and I think that, you know, that's that's that was a big problem for me in the Force Awakens. And yeah. now we have a little bit more insight to who these these people are because we have Kaz. And I think that's an important one of the important maybe threads that ties this back together to the sequel trilogy to try and I don't want to say rescue it, but to to give it a little bit more depth. And they explain what's going on. Like, like I, I get it now. Like, this is it's a hyperspace weapon, right? Nobody knows where it is except um, Han Solo, pretty much. You need a Han Solo to take care of that thing. Uh, so it makes it a lot make a lot more sense. What was weird about the way it was portrayed in the movie is that it looked like all these places were right next to each other. And obviously, if, if we're talking about disparate star systems, they would be very, very far apart, and they wouldn't, you know. Like the planets wouldn't be wouldn't look like one could eclipse the other one, which is which is I think some weird shots that were included in that sequence where they blow up uh, these planets. Now, in my opinion, these are these were really good episodes. I really liked them a lot. Uh, I I I think the idea of this of this like installation being an actual ship that they can just steal and take is something straight out of the old Legends comic books. That sort of thing would happen all the time, where they'd be like they'd wander in a, a control room. And someone would, you know, use the force to just know how to operate the thing, and then they'd be doing basically what Niku and the uh, Sepia twins were doing uh, when they were, uh, you know, controlling all the different different 
portals. I thought that was an interesting way to fight the stormtroopers. Uh, was to flush them out like like poop. Uh, very interesting there. I, yeah. I liked I liked the cameos from the different players we met earlier. I like the people, the guys trying to ship themselves off, off world plane. Like UPS Wouldn't themselves. You? I mean, Wouldn't if I was that little, just, I would. Like, ship yourself out of there. I mean, it, it's it's worth a shot, right? Anything's worth a shot. I also like that they portrayed the First Order as being ex- extremely aggressive. Like, extremely aggressive. Just showing up and being like, we're in charge, and we're just going to imprison slash murder all these people. We're not even going to make any bones about it. That's just what we're going to do. Uh and it's weird because Tam like still joins him at the end of the day. And I hope she really enjoys her brain scrape. I'm sure that'll be a great time for her. You know, I don't know that, that, that whole, that character is, is very interesting. And it will be interesting to see what they do uh, with her. Usually it, the choice is portrayed as going the opposite direction, right? From bad to good and seeing it go this way. It, it'll be interesting to see how they portray that going forward. Uh, I'm interested to see what where they go with the story now because they're going to be meeting up. Is there like a huge, like I I was going to ask this and maybe maybe you guys know is there a huge amount of time in between um, the Force Awakens and and uh, the Last Jedi? My my guess is no, right? There's not, or there is like some time. Maybe a couple years. A couple years. Yeah, because because I'm thinking about how they smash cut from Ray, handing Luke this lightsaber, right? <laughs> Am I right? This is how that movie ends, and then Episode yeah. Eight picks well, up. It jumps right into it, yeah. So okay, uh, it, so it's like weeks. Yeah, it's probably. like yeah, it's not a. There's no time jump, so as we say, yeah. Right, so it's not like six. It's not like two years or whatever, like um, in between right. Star Wars and uh, and uh, Empire Strikes Back or whatever. It's pretty much right away. So we're right at. Like the last Jedi stuff is going to happen like next to these people, right? So they go to this rendezvous, and we know that's going to be implicated in the next movie. So it'll be interesting to see how they pivot from addressing things that pay off from the Force Awakens to pivot mm. to addressing things that pay off from the Last Jedi. That, that that's one thing you, I'm interested. Any in. of you look? No. Yeah, the time frame is literally directly after. So okay, there's a time jump between the Last Jedi to um the Rise no, of Skywalker, no, no. which is a year. Yeah. Okay, season two of Resistance. Did none of you went to episode one? Not yet. Oh. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Why would I watch ahead? I, I, We're watching, I know, I'm going to watch it next week. With, I know you're halfway done with season two already, Ken. You know, so. He's watching Ken, ahead. It's usually T. Mitch that can't help himself. Ken now. Get on this. T. Mitch does that with the live stuff. Man, I mean, this is like. You know, the live stuff. My blood. He's always telling us what's going to happen in two years. Ooh, that's funny. Not this one. I don't, got, I don't have any information for this. Anyway, okay. uh, so I had a really good time. So I have no bashing to do, really. Even even the, some of the Niku stuff kind of paid off. I didn't hate him. I, like I said, I didn't hate him operating the levers, so I guess I guess I like him better than Jar Jar Binks. That's all, <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Blowfish one. He is a more <laughs> yeah, he, he is a more likable character, you know. He 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 grows on you and everything, unlike Jar Jar. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very satisfied with the the set of episodes. I call I, I knew Tam said I said last episode last you know pie you did you had to watch you her, did. you know, yep. and sure enough, she's going over to the dark side and everything, you know. 
Um, so like like um, Steel City said, it's going to be interesting to see how her development goes because they that the lady or you know, I forget her name, she was, she's basically grooming her, you know, um, you know, guiding her and you know um, um, testing her out, seeing how she is, um, and sure enough, she makes that choice at the end to to go with them, you know. So I mean, like like Steel City said, you know, good luck, you know, you know, see what you. See when we see it, see how it is on that side and everything. And you know, she may end up coming back. She reminds me of um our bad batch friend. Um, um, what's his name? Bullseye. Uh, no, well, well, his name is not Bullseye. Is uh, um yeah. What was his name? Crosshair. Crosshair. Same goddamn thing. Jesus. <laughs> She's reminding me of Crosshair. You know, um, and I'm like, okay, so we've pretty much seen this in Bad Batch, you know, with Crosshair and everything. Um, so we're getting a little bit of it with this, you know, with, with Tam and everything, which is fine. Um, so we'll see how long she lasts over there. Um, I was just into it, it was funny to me with the um, I was just waiting for the one guy at the end of the um, the the next to the last episode, uh, when when they were um. When he was on the screen, you know, he was probably might as well say like Neil before Zai, you know, you know, and the way he was just screaming and yelling and everything and, you know, reciting and all that stuff. I mean, he was he was doing his thing and they was like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascism at its best, folks, you know, just coming to take over the galaxy. Um, But that was crazy. So from what you guys are saying, am I am I to, I guess, intimate that? What was happening right at that point was the same thing that happened in Force Awakens at the same it has time. To be. Yeah, because that's remember that's the first those firing the of the uh, Star Killer base. So those so are the, the three that they shot. Plans that we didn't like. Steel City said that we didn't know about, and Filoni is sort of cleaning it up. Say, okay, now we know who was on those planets, huh? Okay, but okay, was Coruscant one of the targets? No. No, that, we all that, thought no. it was good. So I looked this up because <clears throat> I was curious as to why. And since it was not explained in, the, in that movie <laughs> ever at all in any yeah, way. Ever. So right. I was curious. And it looks like uh, what J.J. Abrams wanted to do was blow up Coruscant. And when he said that, uh, Disney said, are you out of your freaking mind? Do you know how much stuff is set there? You can't blow it up because then we can't use it. And we're going to build all these expensive sets and, and put all this money into Coruscant. So we're not doing that twice. So you're not doing it. So they had to create this other second planet that the New Republic would choose to make it the capital of the galaxy because Coruscant was seen as decadent, corrupt, and um, tied to the Emperor. And that makes sense. Uh, you know, Rome changed its capital in like 350 or something like that. And that was Hosen Prime. Was Hose, yeah, Hosnian Prime. Prime or, yeah, Hosnian Hosen Prime. Or Bojalon like Prime. New, yeah, it was, was the new, I guess, yeah. The new Coruscant, which it is what it is. Well, I guess. well look, so, the United States did the same thing when they when they were like, "Where do we? Or no, where do we want to put the capital?" They they you know looked at many factors, but one of the main ones was, "Hey, we don't want to put it anywhere where there's already like a culture and a population, like Philadelphia or New York, um, which were probably the two viable options and the two they used before they built Washington D.C. So they purpose built something. So there's something to be said about that, and it and it does make sense yeah. from a like political perspective to do something like that but it's weird because if they had to move the capital because of how tainted the empire was 
I would think we would see a little bit more anti-imperial sentiment <clears throat> generally, but it seems like there's a lot of imperial apologists in position of power. Uh, sorry, DP, to cut into your time there. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, um, I mean, just to wrap it up, I, as far as this, I, I, I love these, these, these episodes. These were very succinct. And um, like T. Mitch was saying, it's getting straight to like the point um, of like where these characters are, where we first met them in the beginning. It was like all over the place and stuff. Now we actually see all now we got our players in place. You know, we actually care about each one of these characters. You know, we know where, um, you know, we're, we know where um, their personalities and stuff, you know, lie. And, you know, um, even annoying, you know, characters are, you know, growing on, growing, you know, growing, growing on us. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to next season too. So, um, I mean, I, I, I've turned my head, um, as far as like the feelings I had from the beginning to like right now. And, you know, I'm, you know, basically just surging ahead. Can't wait to, to watch a little bit more of season two. What do you start watching? <laughs> <laughs> so as, right, as far as I can as far as open and general discussion, I mean, you know, where do you guys want to start? I mean, I guess my big point is, I mean, with Filoni kind of using this as, and, and to be honest, it's weird because I didn't, I didn't think we needed much cleanup necessarily from The Force Awakens, um, but he did a good job of kind of fabricating, you know, kind of weaving more of that fabric. So to me, the understanding is, is this is going in concurrent, right? So that's why Poe has been gone. So now we know where Poe is because it's right. concurrent yeah. with the that scene in which they go to rescue Ray on Starkiller Base at this point or whatever. Um, so you think it's going to get that close? You think is, it, has, it has to though, right? Because right that's when they fire the weapon. Yeah, it's literally at this point. So we know he had BB-8. Because we just saw that that like droid switch, right? Right. So we know that he... he had BB-8, but his his call sign isn't correct. He's not general yet. Wasn't he General Dameron? He wasn't. Get, he didn't get general until Leia gave it to him, and um, she took it back for trying to attack the I enemy. Know, I don't know. How I dare think we're you. Still, I think we're still ahead of the Force Awakens. But if they fired that weapon, it would it would mess the timing up because only fired the, they they test fired the weapon once and they and from a narrative perspective, the reason you have that overlap that's exact. I mean, that's the audio from it has to be the audio. Yeah, it's audio. When you can pull it up, but it's got to be. I mean, when you you the reason you synchronize something like that narratively is to time sync, and so now we understand when that happens, we it's like a blatant that what happened is Poe and BB-8 left for Jakku to see about. The map to Luke Skywalker, but that's not really a part of this story. Right? <laughs> right? No, it's not. There's no. no Jedi in this story yet. Now yet. that okay, now that does make me think there's something to be desired here because the information that they get is all about how the Star Killer base operates. It oh. all pertains to that, and it's all, of course, very vital intelligence, <clears throat> which is why it's such a, a dick move for Leia to just be like, "Yeah, you're on your own," pretty much like that. Like, "Ah, we can't really do anything." Bye. Uh, well, she gave the coordinates to like the next the next level of frontline fighters and well what what did they get pirates so <laughs> what does that tell you what does that tell you like the even the pirates are against the first order and they will listen to anything that the resistance says and they'll just come come a running and does 
Sienna have anything to say about this? Like, is she still influencing this whole thing? Yeah, that's interesting. The pirate dynamic is interesting, right? I, I do like I do like that they're there. I like that that every I like I'd like that everybody came back for the finale, man. It's right. like a curtain and call almost. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. That that's the end of the movie. Is everyone comes back and they're like, you know what? These people are crazy. We got to do something. We have to, whatever, spread ourselves so thin that we're all over this galaxy. We're everywhere. We're in every trench, every hole, and we're 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 hiding, but we're not hiding. We're still talking because the because the rebellion at that point. Let's. So what's the, so that's interesting too. Rebellion and resistance. What's the difference? Resistance, you're still trying to get a foothold. Rebellion, you already have a mast, a control, and you are already connected. I think resistance is a nice word for this because they're not really connected yet. They really don't have a game plan. Isn't the resistance just a, like the the <laughs> I don't know, like the new name for the rebellion? I mean, all that is they just oh, it's, it's, it's level the power. In, in, in a way, I mean, I see what you're saying because it's sort of like the first order sort of rising, and a resistance is sort of like it has disparate things where you sort of sees the first order coming. So it has this like, you know, men in plate or, you know, soldiers in place for the yeah. first order stuff to that that's hasn't yet to, you know, fully developed, but it's still on its way, you know, to infiltrate and to, 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 to gain, to try to gain power and stuff in the resistance right there. It's not actually a rebellion because the resistance, I mean, uh, um, yeah, there's no empire already in place. You know, for a rebellion to rebel, you know, um, so a resistance is sort of like, okay, it's these two things, you know, sort of rising up. At some point, they're going to have to meet. They're going to have to look and see where where the chips going to fall because right. everybody wants to be on the winning side, mm-hmm. whether that whether it's the good or the bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be on the side that's going to prevail. So. If you're a part of a rebellion, you've already made that decision. You've said, this, this is the winning side. This is where I want to be. Well, you're rebelling against the power that's already in place. Yeah, but I mean, if you say that's in the first order has already been in place. That's like the whole like. The first order is really totally in place. They don't know what they're doing. If we look at the time frame of this show and now we know the time frame of these three movies. When we get, which is a year time jump from this movie to the third, bro, those destroyers already suffer sitting in the unknown regions. Like this has been in place, so this is more like they're like, um, this is more like their coup, coup d'état. Like mm. they've been building this up, and now they're kind of like, this is their this is their assault on okay. the the new galactic empire, right? So mm. they've been yeah. like building up. They're in place now. They're making their assault, and then the resistance is basically like the. I guess the only military force, because when we get into the two, right? I mean, that that's what perfect. there's two ships. T. Mitch, that's perfect. Because are we saying that the first order is is in agreement with Palpatine's thinking as to how this whole thing was supposed to go? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's, <clears> pulling, so he's, pulling, he's pulling Kylo. He's pulling Hux. I mean, yeah, he's like. Yeah, but they're they're kids. They're just kids with toys. 
they're not doing anything with it. It's but they blow okay. up all those planets. They blow up more planets okay. than Palpatine so, blew up. Palpatine only blew up one planet. Tarkin did that. He I mean, already guys, did that. That's been I, I think I think the resistance is like a paramilitary group. Like they're funded by the government, but they're not really, you know, right. they're not really part of the government. You know, well, just we, like we saw, we're we dealing with this in the Red Sea right now, and we're dealing with this in the real world in the Red Sea right now. The Houthi, the Houthi rebels, or whatever Houthi, those guys are proxied by Iran, and so they and can have direct. That's kind of what it's like, right? It's okay. a similar, it's a similar relationship where they're able to do these things that are, but it's not like the government's doing it where it's really serious, because you know, direct conflict, direct conflict between nation states sometimes goes awry. And we try to avoid that on account of, you know, uh, global nuclear holocaust could pop out of those for no reason whatsoever. So we don't want that to happen. And you could say if you were a political moderate, hey, this resistance is bad, but that's because the threat they're fighting isn't really real. Right. If they, you thought that about the First Order, because they're just in the unknown regions, who knows what they're doing? They're not around here. You know, what's so bad about them? And what was so bad about Palpatine anyway? What was so bad about him? He fixed the economy. He gave my dad a job. Now I trust the empire. Now I trust the first order forever. Uh, you know, that's that's a that's sentiment that. What? No, uh, but you know what I mean. Like, there's a sentiment that that makes logical sense, uh, in my opinion. So I, I well, can see how that would make sense. Well, remember, they didn't pull the Palpatine connection in until the end of the the postquel. Because like, they knew everyone was like outraged that this first order had no, I mean, there was no Palpatine reference. It would there be like if, if, if some political entity rose to power now in some nation with using actual literal Nazi iconography, right? Like actual swastikas and all that stuff, really using exactly their talk stuff. About Hitler. And then, and then like, like they get elected to power and then Hitler somehow returns. It's pretty much, I think, what it would be like. Well, yes. Yeah, because they had to do that because that made everyone satisfied that they were doing the, you know, the the right thing. Like they were following suit with what that empire was built on. And that didn't happen till the end of the second film, Rise of I mean, I mean, honestly, it was like they threw that in, and that was what was so abrupt and clumsy about the whole thing, is they had to tie that postquil into the middle section of our story and connect everything because face it what star wars without a skywalker and a palpatine you have nothing there's no there's no thread it's all about those two family names that drives this whole story i mean that's i mean from my point of view, from a from an old guy who's grown up on this stuff, that's that's where the story is. It's the fight between the two families, the Skywalkers and the Palpatines. That's that's the story. So if you don't have those two names flying around somewhere, you 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 kind of don't you don't have it. You don't have the story. And, and everything else, like resistance, like this show, just is it just is all on the peripheral. It, well, it's connecting. It's now showing where there's threads that are, you know, and, and I'm I'm for it. I'm for an off offshoot of a story where there's a new a new empire, a new oh, like yeah. first order. I don't but, think this is really an offshoot, though. I mean, it's, this lines up. 
Leia's in it. I mean, then there yeah. is a Skywalker, right? There's well, your Skywalker. Because yeah. she is a Skywalker. And that's, I was getting to that, but I was waiting. Sorry, man. <laughs> you might as well just pull it out of the bag because there's Organa, who's a Skywalker. So there's your connection. I'm just, I, I, just, I want the public to put this together so everyone knows <laughs> that this is legit. Because well, there's there's two million people out there, Steel City, that just went, "Hey, that guy doesn't know." Any oh, wait a minute, Leia Organa, she's a Skywalker, right? They just changed her name because they were trying to protect her, right? Oh yeah, okay, cool. Now, where does Palpatine fall into this? Well, he's still like getting like you know in his back to tank. He's still getting reborn. I mean, I guess within within this year, they're like trying to find a perfect clone for his body or whatever. So. That would tie in. Um, I was just doing some research, so it wasn't shown on screen at the final battle on Exegol, but um, in the book, Kaz and Jaeger were there. So Kaz and Jaeger are confirmed to be at that final scene, our Avengers Endgame moment, when all the ships come through. Um, Is, that Colossus, out? Is that where Sorry? the Colossus coming out? The Colossus wasn't shown on screen. They, they can't confirm it, but they just confirmed that Kaz and Jaeger okay. are in the Star Wars novelization book. It was, they didn't get any screen time, but yeah, they're they're in the book. So, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool because it ties the characters once again together. Because I think the biggest thing out of this is if this was going on in that period, and I know we went other directions to other directors, why weren't these characters brought in, the, you know what I mean, a bigger presence with Poe, you know, because we had, because this is, and I guess this will be my discussion point leading into this. If we had characters like this, why did we need Rose? Yeah, because it was from a cartoon. But it doesn't oh, matter. It ties the fabric. I mean, you might as well go all the way back to. I mean, you might as well go all the way back to why wasn't Ahsoka, you know, um, in any other? Yep. Yeah. They gotta explain that They gotta explain that. I explained that I think on one of our shows. Ahsoka's. Um, one of the voices we hear, because as Ken taught me, and I've been doing a lot more with the captions on and stuff, and in the novelization, Ahsoka's voice is heard by Ray. However, it's confirmed that she's not dead. No, I'm talking about Ahsoka. Know. Why wasn't she in like any of the um, like the movie stuff um, um, from like the um, from like the 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 prequel stuff? Why wasn't she in yeah, any of that? Like Clone Wars. Why wasn't she in Clone Wars? She wasn't created yet. Yeah, I think she was created. Yeah, I mean, in I, obviously, so I mean, I'm, I'm just saying the point of uh, what T. Mitch saying. Okay, why? What, what was the purpose of Rose? These characters, I don't know when they were created. You know, were they created before Force Awakens? Were they created after Force Awakens? If, if it's time, time together, yeah. you know, um, some of this is like retroactive. You know, right? Um, yeah. You know, towards <laughs> that. So you got your Rose. You got your um, rose before you even got like Kaz yeah. and everything. There she know? is. She's there in a she box right here. She's unopened. Did you ever open that box? No, it's a collector. You know I what? Mean, if, I don't know if if you do a Funko Pops. I don't have a bunch of them. If you unscrew the top of her head, there's a brain in there. <laughs> I guess that's what's offensive to a lot of the uh, the fans out there. What was uh, uh, what was the redhead's name? Uh, Luke's girlfriend. Mara Jade. Yes, why have we not seen that character somewhere in any of this? Never has yeah. that, and that's a real character. She's a she's Isn't a that legend she's stuff, though? Huh? It's well, it's it's listed as now extended universe, no longer legends, but oh, whatever. That, that is literally the only payoff that we can have that causes Luke in exile because she somehow gets killed. 
They have to tell Luke's story, and they have to tell her getting killed, leading yep. him. That's the only thing makes send him over the edge, right? Correct. Just yep. like it did to that. That really destroyed. If we think about it, um, Obi Wan, when um, the love of his life, remember in the Clone Wars, was yep. impaled by uh, Maul. I mean, that was another tough couple of weeks for him, right? Didn't all that stuff in an episode three all happen like, like yeah. Another yeah, like, like one it. month. He had to take a lot. He had to take they, a they, lot. They missed the boat addressing all that during Obi Wan series, but I mean, I guess I. But I digress. It's like yeah, a Ju- but- it was like June nineteen forty four for him that month. It was just really really tough. But no, the Mara J thing is like I mean, and we're at this timeline right where we're between you know we're not we're between six and seven. So why why not right? I mean, we have all this these Mandalorian stuff. Force users, we've introduced now Sabine. I mean, and, and the only to, reason to bring her up is that, like DP said, why wasn't Ahsoka where? Why wasn't she involved here? Because she was apparently part of this timeline that we're, you know, this whole arc that we're looking at. She was to quote, there. To quote Desi Arnaz, they got a lot of explaining to do. They do. Well, I mean, and Mara Jade's the only one that wasn't it was actually a character i mean she was a she was an action figure she was not only a three and a half inch action figure she was a 12 inch action figure with a double pack with luke i mean there were a lot of potential for this character and i'm not sure i'll bring her in at some point i've been hearing about this mara j for so long you think we're gonna end up with a star wars rom-com though (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Like that me which is which is a part of an assassination attempt, probably, or something her, like that. Her her star that game, the uh what the hell was it called? The the, the game, the card game, the Star Wars card game. Oh, I thought she meant the actual the fighting game they had with her on there. Oh yeah, yeah was, Masters of Emperor's Fist. Yeah. And if you had that card and you drew you you laid that card down, you won that battle because that that's how powerful that character was. I mean, she had. Didn't she head. have? She had Bucky's arm too, right? She had the whole metal arm, like. Yep. Yep. She she was a winter soldier arm. arm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there were a lot of things about this character that needed to be told, and nobody's touched it. So maybe that's in Filoni's back pocket. He's going to come out with a Mara Mara Jade like I corrupted Luke series. I don't think they'll do that. That extended universe, but that extended universe, Luke actually had a full happy life with a. With a kid, you know, and right. obviously you know, a, a lot of adventures and things happened to him and stuff. But certainly, he he did better than than the movie universe, Luke, who you know embraced asceticism and loneliness and 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 just disappeared from the scene over you know over never saw him again. A mistake that he made, like right, right. like that's that he definitely turned out worse over the edge. Come on, man. So no marriage aid makes Luke sad panda. <laughs> no. Um, no, I mean, yeah, something to be said there. I don't know. There's potential. I think Disney's like missing a, you know, they're missing, missing a lot. A story. They are. I don't want to say mean, it because, like, it's t- it's not turned out as well as people maybe. Well, maybe I thought it might. But Star Wars, the Star Wars universe is is begging for essentially to be split into a multiverse it's begging for it i mean all, there's all that additional extra stuff that they have already had to con and retcon and do whatever right. making its own distinct timeline is so easy to do 
you can just do it. And I, I think it's, and I think that's something that, I mean, I don't want to say I need them to do it, but I think if they did, it wouldn't even seem it, it's, it's being cried out for so loudly on so many fronts that I just, I don't think it's, it's hack anymore. I think they just need to do it, get it over with and say, look, we're going to just tell a different story. This is the one with the Superman with gray in his temples. That's different than the one where he doesn't have any gray in his temples. And that's different so, from the, you know what I mean? Don't, don't hold so much to, um, to one. Cause, cause I mean, basically what they're telling is it's one big story, you know, don't, so don't yeah. hold so, so true to that story because you do hamper you, I mean, you know, when, when you get, get get creators that want to come into this universe, you're hampered by everything that came before and everything that's coming, you know, about to come and stuff, you know. You and, all, and all the critics. All the and critics. you're creating the history as it goes. And you got to be beholden to, like, you know, the history, you know, um, as his as Still City said. If you do the multiverse thing, you do have an advantage um, versus what the Marvel thing is is, is doing. You can you already have lore and stuff that that's already written where you could just expand those stories out, you know. But right. at the same time, I just can't see Star Wars as a multiverse thing. I, well, I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a multiverse, but you can, like we said, with the world between worlds, we can like tell a story of on a time where? on a in a in a in a doorway where Luke Skywalker did have um, a different life, right? Or if with the world between worlds, if Luke, it's like a what if, right? If Luke made a different decision, he had more Jade, a family, and all this. I think that's a possibility, especially um, if you guys have heard about the season two Ahsoka stuff that's went public. Um, what they're doing, which is basically going to go back all the way to um, more Filoni um, retcon from the uh, Clone Wars. So we will be seeing the Mortis gods and tying into Balin Skull. Whether Balin Skull becomes the brother and releases the brother or not, um, that's a very big premise. They released a photo online of Ahsoka and Sabine um, on top of the finger pointing towards the temple which Balin goes to. So that, I mean, causes more questions. So, like, how do we have these Mortis gods and then, like, Luke is being, it's just, I don't know. It, it ties, it makes this all a little bit more cloudy when, like I'm saying right now, you guys are right. If we're not branching it, we already are now because now we're introducing Mortis gods and gods to a linear timeline. It doesn't make sense because if we're introducing these gods, then what are the wills, right? And if Luke talks to the wills, he's on his planet with the wills, how the hell are you so like depressed? Like, you know what I mean? It just, it, this, what they're doing, I think is going to cloud episode eight more and make it more of a one-off um yeah. than it really is because you know we that, the series that is one was that one could be written off if you just forgot about that film completely i mean that well, would the be thing fun. is i don't i mean it's a good film by itself but in, by itself, in totality yes. yeah it makes okay it, it, okay. it raises the way to more fix questions it, i think the way to fix the sequel trilogy is to call that one big move one big episode seven it's all one right. one story that just starts at you know there's really no break in the middle it just goes all the way through, and then you have episode nine is the middle part where Ben Solo dies and Palpatine sometime somehow returns and then this next thing they're doing with Ray is the last part, and you could is, I think um, you could <laughs> breaking news indefinitely suspended. Hey, um, so breaking news as of 
two days ago. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe maybe I should stop being greedy. It seems like Disney Disney's money, you know, is starting to run out. Mickey Mouse is now in the public domain. You know, perhaps perhaps I'm it's a, even asking for one Star Wars timeline is too much. <laughs> I don't. I don't. So they're doing a Mandalorian Grogu movie as that's a confirmed thing. Yeah, and that, that is confirmed. So the Ray movie was planned as episode 10. That is shelved as of right now. Um, the Mandalorian movie is a go. However, due to fan backlash, there still may be a Mando season four coming out before this movie. So the Mando movie may be the mashup, but they are like debating whether to do a Mando season four or scrap it and go straight to the movie. Based on everybody going nuts after they do, because you know what they do, they leak this to all these other in the nose. They put it on the internet, and then Disney tests and LucasArts tests traction to see where it's going to go, what the fans are going to be like. They always see, do that. that that's the problem. Bull crap. That, that's the problem. They've been doing it for years. Lucas, they do it with Marvel. I mean, like, Lucas would never do that. George yeah. would just, if he wanted to shoot it. He would shoot it and 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 release it. Let it and let it and let it stand as he, is. Okay. Yeah. He even said in interviews he doesn't care <laughs> what people. These are not think. conspiracy theorists, ladies and gentlemen. These are true stories. I just I 100. I know that they put stuff. They test out audiences for reaction. Yeah. Well, that's that's corporate. That's corporate. Obviously, George, they're doing focus George groups. Is a, is a guy that has that. a story in his head and he wants to see it. He wants to see. You know, as the father of all of this, he's he's well. I mean, uh, first of all, like you, DP, you want to see your comics as big as they can be, right? Uh, to a degree. So I understand the corporate <laughs> business aspect of it. You're putting so many dollars into it. You want it to make as much money, you know, as as it can with the biggest audience audience as it can. So you put these feelers out to these websites, you know, people in the know or whatever, to test ideas out, you know. So all these ideas out, these rumors and stuff. I mean, a lot of these sites, you didn't have this back in the day. All these sites that are are, are talking about rumors this. They're reporting that as, as fact and everything. So rumor has it, blah, blah, blah. And then you get all these comments and reactions to the rumor. You know, it hasn't been confirmed, you know, totally or whatever, but it's just a rumor. So you get all this backlash to what's was in, in essence a rumor idea, and then they get skittish. Okay, well we can't do that. Let's try something else. You know, oh that's some bull crap. That's messing up like the whole creative aspect. So I hey, do pick up against that as a creator. Right. And and what would you do, DP? What would you do if your story was like, yeah, nobody wants, nobody, nobody's interested. Would you change it or would you just push on and the people that were educated and the people that were interested would would rise up and and so, so that's, in your story? That's that's finding, that's finding your audience, you know, and there's an audience out there for anything, you know, anything, anything. anything. So, but to find that audience is not that easy. You know, sometimes it's like find on a needle in a haystack. Sometimes you get lucky, you know, you strike something that. <laughs> a lot of people like, but if you have something that's niche, you know that um okay, well we can only get so much folks. You're only gonna yeah. have so much money being made from that niche. So right. you as a Disney corporation, what are you gonna do? And that's and that's where <laughs> so George sold Star Wars to Disney for 
six, maybe eight billion dollars. That was the money. That was the dollar amount. It's actually a lot more now, but roughly. Well, anyway, I mean, that was the that was the Correct, contract the he signed. Make it like a crazier, yeah. It was like six or eight billion dollars. He said, <laughs> and I'm and you know me myself, I'm thinking, man, if I had that opportunity, I would I would totally buy this franchise. But now Disney's not looking at it as something they created. They're looking at something they're now manipulating. They're changing. George would just dad would just do it you know if he had a story he would just write it you know and put it out there he had no he wasn't interested in focus groups he wasn't it never never did george lucas send anything that he he created to a focus group but but we can we can this is like one of a kind though george is a one of a kind so he he, i mean think about back in the 77 and everything there wasn't no company trying to um <clears throat> he put out that movie himself correct yeah no other thing and that's yeah you know? and um that's- you know he ended up so to getting lucky to where you know he can distribute you know still finance his movies and still have it distributed by a distributor without him them having to take a bunch of change from it but they're not giving that power to any other director or creator no. like that no, no i mean the studios weren't doing that and it's that that brings up a great question that you said, Ken. Because keep in mind, George, you're right. George would have did it himself, but now it's not George. So say DP's right. movie, DP's comic goes to a movie. If he independently finances it, you're 100 right. He can change the story. However, if it's 20th Century Fox or Disney, or he has a distributor that has shareholders behind it. Hell yeah, he's gonna have to change that story if they don't like it. If they put feelers out and people are like, "I'm not watching this," you think 20th Century Fox? I mean, we see it all the time with Sony projects, some of the Disney stuff. How many shows have been canceled because they put feelers out? Uh, we like it, we don't like it. I mean, she Hulk and Focus Group didn't like it. Yep. Okay. Correct. You know, so that's, that's one of those things. I mean, it doesn't matter right, if it's I mean, fair or not. I mean, it's it's right. just the way the business is. It's just way yeah, you know right? it is. I I heard even Universal does that. Yeah. No, no. There will be another Minions movie no matter what. Of course there will. And there should be. Those guys are great. Those guys are great. Nothing nothing makes me happier than seeing like Tylenol, extra strength, aspirin with legs (laughs) that are painted yellow. Those Those are the best things I can ever see because... I'm taking them every day. God damn it! I, I must say, I, I'm a I'm a fan of Percy Jackson. So I, whatever feelers they put out for that, I yeah. Um, what, you're you're all in, right? Percy it's, Jackson. I, I don't, it's all right for a story. It's yeah. I, I like I, that's where I kind of like I empathize with Aquaman. I kind of like the like kind of like trident and the sea mythology type story, which they really went with that with. Aquaman, but it's you know I digress into that. We've already done that on another show. You guys should subscribe and watch too. And and you know yeah. what, Aquaman, shameless plug, never, shameless plug. <laughs> Aquaman never got his 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 story told in the Justice League ever. No, he did didn't. he? No, no he no. didn't. And no. now there's an opportunity to see the story, and that's why you know I want to see the new one. I I maybe I you know I don't have the 
the time or the funds or whatever to go see it on the, the big screen like you guys did. But, you know, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to I'm going to digest it because I liked the first one. I, mean, I thought the introduction to the backstory of Aquaman was pretty cool because I never saw it there. Aquaman was like a, a sidekick to a sidekick in the justice. Wow. Disrespect. The ultimate no, side. no, no, no. I'm, I'm totally respecting the guy because he had, he had, Superman, the, joke he had Aquaman was, what, the joke with Aquaman was always, what does he do when he's outside of the water? Right. <laughs> and nobody knew that. We did. We found that out. You got to watch our show. We've definitely found out. <laughs> and they showed his capabilities of actually, we found out what happens to Aquaman. We did actually find that out in the second movie. So, or is this the third one? I don't even know. It's second, second yeah. film. But uh, yeah, we did find well, out. Don't forget the one they made for uh, that season of Entourage on HBO. Ah, Vince. Vince. ah yeah, the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was what, a great, what a what a what a perfect casting for that character. Also, Adrian, what? Fast and Furious. Anyway, yeah. it was perfect casting for this guy. Yeah, I mean, this guy yeah. will work for the rest of his life anyway. I, I think just with the Star Wars thing, um, I mean, pretty much everyone's going to keep complaining about anything that Disney does with it because it's never going to go back to George. You know, um, it's never going to just be one person guiding this whole thing. It's going to be a committee of folks. You know, they're yeah. never going to land the total reins to Dave Filoni. You know, right. it's just no. a total, you know, um, committee thing. So you're going to get these inconsistencies, I guess. Yeah, I will say this in closing the show out, though, like and and if you are a fan of Disney or not, that's that's to your decision. George was only going to sell to Disney. George had a relationship with Bob Iger. Um, I forget the previous one before him, Mike, Mike, Michael Eisner. He's had a relationship with Disney. Um, what, no, uh, going knowing Walt, um, he, it was only going one way. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it- I, I don't necessarily like all the decisions Disney makes, but they have the money to do it. If we talk about any other studio, nobody else is going to be able to fund and pay off and do what we do. Imagine if this went to Universal or Warner Brothers. They have no money. Like no, Universal. No. And, and it was the technology, mean? too. George wanted this to go to a, a partner that could spearhead his vision to the future. Like, but I mean, yeah, we're just like what we had and and throw it forward, and they did. I mean, we're, we're seeing yeah. this thing in the streaming platform that nobody ever thought could happen. Yeah, right. We're still scratching the surface. They haven't even tried to do animation with any of the Pixar technology. I mean, if Disney really wanted to open their, their reins up to this, they really could. So, um, I think that this relationship is as toxic as it's been to be a Disney optimist. I think it's. It's in the infancy stages. I think yeah. right now that they have these properties like the Mandalorian in this time frame. I think this is really now they have Filoni in place as a creative director. I think this is really where Star Wars begins to take off. And I think the way Disney is with their properties, um, it's driving money, so they're going to give more money to it, right? Yeah. Um, they've. This is the thing, like you said, they got all their chips to the table with Star Wars and Marvel. Um, they're going to fund it. Um, they have the CEO in place that's willing to do it now. Um, past you know the shapec regime so i think we're going to see a lot more stuff coming up for the years which is great for us so we're going to see a lot more in this space but um i'm excited to see a lot more projects a lot more different things i mean if anything this resistance took a chance right and yeah 
you know, it started out as an inner audience. And, and as DP told us in the chat, it's became a lot more adult um, themed as we got to the end of season one. So very excited for season two. Um, we'll be cracking season two off, I believe, next week. Um, yep. And how do you guys want to break that up? Do you want to do one to four, one to five? Um, four. Yeah, four feels like a sweet spot. One to four? Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, guys, um, we'll be coming back next week live with you guys, as always, breaking down episodes one to four of season two. Um, and really appreciate everybody's feedback. As we always say, please smash a like on the video if you're watching live on YouTube or give us some comments um, on Facebook. But, um, yeah, guys, until next week, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way.